Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing 2003's Mambo Italiano. Yes, this was a request by one of our fantastic patrons. And I, it was funny because like I I just watched season three of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. And Luke Kirby plays... Lenny Bruce and he is one of the stars of this movie and this is a very different role <laughs> and he also looks like a baby <laughs> yes yeah so Mamba Italiano is another installment in our ongoing series of <laughs> Italian Canadian rom-coms yeah Italian Canadian rom-coms is a very specific genre that exists and, and it's that- made by the same person <laughs> Yeah, we are. We have tapped into a very niche subgenre. Um, is this our second or our third? This is our second. Yeah. So this was directed by Emil. I trust. No. <laughs> this wonderful director. Emil Gaudreau. I, sure, it's okay. I did it. My my people it. have ruined a lot of things, so I'll take the <laughs> I'll take the bait <laughs> with the screenplay by him and Steve Gallucci. Steve, this is based on Steve Gallucci's play of the same name, and um, Steve Gallucci also Galluccio. My apologies, Galluccio. He also wrote Little Italy. <laughs> Yes, which, which was the one that starred Emma Roberts inexplicably. <laughs> Emma Roberts and Hayden Christensen. Yeah. We talked, I mean, on that episode, we talked a long time about how it was weird that she was cast as yeah. an Italian woman. Yeah, it was very weird. But here, everybody is well cast. Every Like, I'm pretty sure everyone is Italian, it seems like. Yeah, and, and everybody, yeah, the casting is d- really well done in this one. Um, the story is it feels like a play it feels more like a play than a movie yes it does i mean you said it feels like it could be a whole season of something smashed into a movie it feels like a whole season of television which is weird because it's 88 minutes long it's not even that long but it feels really long because so much is being covered yeah so much happens and it's not just i mean luke kirby's character is definitely the protagonist and you know i love how you say protagonist (laughs) Like with a weird uh, accent. Yeah. <laughs> There's certain words where I like weird Pacific Northwest pronunciations happen, it's and people so are cute. like, "They're like what?" And I'm like, "I know I don't have an accent, but occasionally I have words." I'm surprised that you like don't call soda pop or like one of those other. I did. Well, I do. I do think about it as pop, but I think I just don't. I don't think it comes up very often. So I talk about the specific pop you know like uh root beer anyways uh (laughs) back to the movie yeah so this is you know this is uh, everybody like in the two stars that are playing canadian gay men they're both canadian um i don't know what their like sexuality is but like you know it's it's very clear that this is a movie made (laughs) by gay people for gay people which is a really this is a very like interesting subgenre because it's like it's definitely got the camp and the queerness, but it's like, it's like a story about like self-hating gay Canadian 
Italian men. It's so specific. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's like this is this is for for gay people, but also this is specifically for Italian Canadian gay men who have mask for mask on their grinder. <laughs> like that's the vibe, right? Oh yeah, very mask for mask. Yeah. And also there's the sister. I have so many this sister. I love the sister. So much screen time. And I just she's she's great. She's fantastic. I just don't. I don't really know why she's there though. Right. Like I like her. I like I think the right. actress does a great job. I think she has great outfits. Um and but the actress is uh Claudia Ferry. Yes. Yeah. And but it it's never and I think this applies to a few of the characters. It's not necessary for her to be there. And, and it's not that she couldn't exist, but we don't actually know that much about her life. So we spend a lot of time with her going to see different therapists, trying to deal with the fact that her brother is gay. Like there's like a whole thing where it's just like, she's like, how she could this like happen to our family? How could this, I mean, that's I cannot kind of, believe that my brother would be gay. That's kind of like the undercurrent of the whole movie. It's just like, how could he do this to the family? Yeah. How could he, how could he be gay? The family is going to fall apart. What will people say? Oh like, yeah. I assume that this takes place in the same universe as Little Italy, so maybe those people will also be and talking shit. Absolutely, because it does have that very like insular world. Like, yes, we're in Canada, but we all only hang out in Little Italy. Like, everyone's Italian, everyone, yeah. you know. And it's it, it's interesting because uh, Luke Kirby's parents, like, it, it's not even like they're surprised, and they don't have the whole you know, uh, being gay is a choice. It's not that I feel like they genuinely are like, yeah, you're gay, but like, you're supposed to just be miserable and in the closet forever. <laughs> like, it's not even that they don't believe him. They're just like, well, why can't you just be with a woman anyways? That's what we always do. <laughs> so, like, uh, I should point out that the mother is played by Jeanette, Jeanette Reno, who is a very popular, singer and performer in Canada. Like she has gold and platinum selling records. Like this is this mom has like a pedigree. She's an icon, yeah. And uh the dad, Paul Servino, you know, very well known American Italian actor and singer. And um if you don't if you can't think of anything with Paul Servino, like I mean he's in Goodfellas in but a great tidbit about Paul Servino is that he is the the patriarch in Repo the Genetic Opera. And he's so <laughs> That's amazing. Good. So good. Love a good Repo Genetic Opera. <laughs> that is amazing. Um This is a great cast. Absolutely. Everybody's it's a, it's, great. No, it's a great cast. And I mean, honestly, I think the acting's good. Yeah, it, I agree. Like one of my I mean, there's a lot of, I'll, I'll just say my main issue overall is that the structure doesn't feel right for a movie. Like you yeah. can tell that this was a play. And so it just, it feels longer than it is. And yeah, it feels really long. It feels like it could be a lot more focused. Um, yeah. It just kind of goes a lot of places. Uh, and, and there then, are a lot of characters. Yes. There are a lot of characters and we get a lot of time with a lot of the characters without necessarily knowing them that much better. It's just like we need to see their daily life, um, which doesn't really help the movie 
feel stronger. It doesn't even make us, it doesn't make us know Luke Kirby's character better either. It's just like, okay, this is the context he lives in. So yeah, he finally, he moves out of his parents' house and they're upset because you're supposed to stay in your parents' house until you get married. And they don't know that he does have a partner. They're not getting married. So his name is Luke Kirby plays Angelo and his boyfriend is Nino, who is like, it's weird because like Nino is super hot, but he's also playing a cop. So it's, (laughs) yeah, it's very confusing for me. Um, He's played by Peter Miller and he is, he's really hot. Like he's, he's really hot. Yeah. He's jacked, but in a way that makes sense. Like I'm normally not into jacked people. Like, I mean, I'm like, do you, but that's not like my type per se, but I'm like, no, this makes sense. This is very attractive. But then he's a cop and he's, they're both in the closet when they start seeing each other. But, um, yeah, uh, he his character is very much like, oh yeah, we're never leaving the closet. It's, basically. Yeah, it's, he's, he's basically a, he's like, a if cop, you want to be so with me, this is going to be a secret. Yeah. yeah. And Whereas, just like, oh, we're roommates. Yeah, so they're roommates, and there are rumors, but they they still keep it secret. Um, but this is hard for Luke Kirby because he's like, well you know, eventually don't we want to come out? Like we can't do this forever. And Nino's kind of like, we can't (laughs) like Nino's just like, I am not giving up my fantastic career of it's funny because he's a cop and I don't like cops, but I also don't know even what he does. Like I know that he's a cop, but I'm like, yeah, it feels like he's only in little Italy. I'm like, is there that much to do? Like, isn't that like a five block neighborhood? Like what's going on? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is really weird. It's like, Oh yeah. My very important cop job. Like he's not like a Mountie or something. Yeah. And one of actually one of the first scenes where we see them together, there has been um, homophobic vandalism mm-hmm. in their apartment. Yeah. Um, and he, and, and like, we don't know yet that they're together. That's like one of the first scenes is like, basically like we get montages at the beginning where Luke Kirby's like, I always knew I was different. Um, but you know, this is my family and this is my culture and it's, it wasn't an option. And then like, one of the first things we see of him grown up is him at his job, which is like a, the set for it is so bizarre. What? It's yeah. like a travel agency, but yeah. everything looks like they're in space. Like they're in these weird, like separate little chairs that are like bright green. Um, anyways, it, it skips from like him being bored at his job to him coming home and like his apartment's been broken into and someone has graffitied a slur. And then Nino is one of the cops and of course, no one knows that Nino is his secret lover. Um, yeah. And and I like immediately I'm just like, oh, yeah, I completely understand why Luke Kirby's character is. I mean, beyond just like wanting to come out and be himself to everybody, why he's frustrated with Nino. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I can't like it's a thing like he's hot but if i can't like bring my hot man around then why why be with a hot man right nobody gets to know yeah come on now that's that just seems unfair to me so you know it causes trouble in their relationship there's also the fact that nino is so obsessed with passing with passing a straight that he just like starts like like, flirting with a woman (laughs) yeah i mean that's the thing is like it's not only that nino's in the closet it's not only that nino's in the closet and has a secret relationship with luke kirby is that he's also enforcing homophobia by just chilling with his bro-y like police co-workers and flirting with women because obviously god forbid he not (laughs) 
Um, and so this straight woman gets kind of pulled into everything. Yes. <laughs> and she like, she kind of makes the first move. Um, and then he just ends up and, and at first there's a moment where you can see Nino kind of roll his eyes like, Oh boy. Yeah. I'm getting hit on again. Cause I'm hot. And then he just decides Such oh. a struggle. Yeah. And I mean, if he was in high school during that scene, it would, it would make a lot more sense. But it's like, you've already been like an adult for a long time and you have a lover. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, everybody in this movie acts very childish. It's like they just can't, like there's just something, there's some kind of weird disconnect. Maybe it's just that they are only around each other where their growth is kind of stunted. Yeah. And they're, everybody lives with their parents, like, which yeah. is like to, to, totally a thing. Um, but it does uh, affect the way that people navigate young adulthood. Yeah, because everybody's just kind of like complaining to each other and yelling at each other and like slapping each other and then walking out of rooms. And it's I was like, I know this is made by like uh, a gay Italian man, but if it wasn't, it would be like, wow, whoever made this hates Italian people and hates gay people. And I know a lot of it was jokes, like, and some of it was funny, but like, there were so many moments where somebody would yell or or like slap someone or sexually harass them, and yeah, and um, somebody would just be like, oh, Italians, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Italians, they treat each other like shit. I guess I was like, I mean. Okay, I mean, yeah, sure. I, I don't know. I don't really Italians... feel qualified to even be I part of the conversation. I, I thought about the Italian Elon Musk account. Oh, that <laughs> a, a is lot. something I did not know exists, and I'm going to check out It's ASAP. gone now, but you, oh my God, you missed Italian Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> he had like, a, it was, was like it a, a little, meme? Yeah, it was a whole like account. And it was just Wait, like, why did it disappear? Oh, uh, because Elon Musk like did like a cease and desist. Ugh, of <laughs> but course it was he just did. Like, it was like a little um like little uh thumbnail of Elon Musk's face with like a mustache on it. <laughs> like That's so stupid. <laughs> Everything's so stupid. I love that so much. And then it would just like tweet things like I'm gonna send the cannoli into space. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful that is so idiotic and i love it that's everything i need i'm gonna send the cannoli into space perfect gorgeous oh my gosh i love the internet i love it wow yeah this i wish we could recommend italian elon musk as the movie alternative <laughs> yeah. that would be hilarious all the italian elon musk like, wow yeah i mean there's so many moments where it's like it, like we are Italian and I'm like, okay. And I know that's, I mean, his name Mambo Italiano, but right. but it was funny. Cause I was like, yeah, it's, it's obvious that this is made by an Italian guy, but man, if it wasn't, it's so like, <laughs> like, like, I don't it, even really if know it wasn't, what to then say. Some of the moments you would be like, this is like a real hack. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. like not even offensive, just a hack. Like it's really hard to be objective about this movie because I feel like, this was this was one hundred percent not made for us. Same, yeah. That's that's how I felt. So I was like, some of the moments I'm like, no. Some of the jokes I was like, this is really funny, but I also know that I don't. My experiences don't overlap with this enough for right. me to like appreciate it on the level I, that I could. I was thinking a lot about Scorsese movies because there's been this whole thing where uh, everyone's mad at Scorsese for saying that he doesn't like Marvel movies, and they've just like dragged out this entire debate that is hopefully almost over. 
But an interesting thing is that when people are getting mad at him, their big thing was just that, like, oh, he only does white stories about white people. And I had to, in a weird me, a black woman, had to log on to Twitter to say, yes, Italians are white, but they have a specific culture. They have a culture. So to call his movies just white is, like, not This accurate. is not a John Apatow movie. This is a specific culture. Like, this, this is not is just white people meandering in pixie shirts. I love like the pixies, by the way. specific about the cultures uh, that he uses. Like, if there's an Italian character, we talk about it. If there's an Irish there, character, yeah, we talk say, about Irish it. Irish Catholic, that's, like, no, it's yeah. very specific. Yeah, and there's also just, like, the conflict between it's the Irish the and the It's actually the kind of white movies that are more interesting because right. it's, like, actual white cultures and not just, like, white as a dominant colonial right. culture. Right, like, like, in like, um, there are like certain like little things where you realize that like oh yeah because he's half Italian he because he's half only half Italian half Irish he can't be a made man he has both of his parents have to be from Sicily and there's like all of this shit yeah that, like, it's very <laughs> inside baseball no it's not just it's so different than just white people which is what most Hollywood movies still are right exactly so it's very funny for people to come for that and in my don't opinion don't come for my little Italian king okay yeah <laughs> let him it. do his thing let let him make his, his let him make his four hour movies where old men like do bits for way too long, but I love it. <laughs> like just let Joe Pesci be himself. It's oh my beautiful. god, Joe Pesci and the Irishman, like chef's mwah. chef's kiss, chef's all kiss. around. Like and like, yeah, <laughs> this, I, this I has almost, just become like I a commercial felt for the like Irishman. Joe Pesci could have been in this movie. Don't you Joe feel Pesci, like Joe Pesci could have been in this movie? Lo- Joe Pesci would make this movie so much better. Like if Joe Pesci <laughs> was like the supportive uncle who's like, let him be gay. Like who yes! cares? Like <laughs> yes! so good. Oh my god, I would love that so much. I love Joe Pesci, and like I think, like I always loved him in Scorsese movies. But when I finally watched uh, My Cousin Vinny, which is like not a great movie, but, I love My Cousin Vinny. But like it's just but he that goes to the south and has grits for the first time, and I'm just like, this is my con. Like if somebody literally told me, perfect. If somebody told me, Actually, okay, My Cousin Vinny. It has Joe Pesci eating grits for the first time. I'd be like, you should have seen like, that. Great. Is, like, this is the movie for and the, me. And the movie could be five hours long and you would still 100%. watch it to get to that scene because it yes. would be worth it. Absolutely. Just him eating grits, Marissa Tomei in those amazing outfits. Oh my gosh, her in the outfits. Marissa Tomei, just like, <laughs> I just need her more. Like, we just need her more everywhere. Oh, yes, love her. Marissa Tomei, okay, Marissa Tomei would have been great as the ant character in this. Oh yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. um so how has marissa tomei never been in a scorsese movie that feels like an oversight that does that that feels actually like, I, like i'm gonna check and see like if that's double true check to make sure like, she i'm gonna make, double like, check a brief cameo while i'm while i'm doing that bronwyn would you like to uh, talk about the scene where he tries to work for the gay helpline <laughs> oh my gosh okay so there's the gay helpline which is self-explanatory it's you know uh, a support line also a suicide support line um for uh mostly gay young people um but anyone could call um and basically so he doesn't try to work for the gay helpline until like i guess halfway into the movie but uh when luke kirby comes out to his family um they immediately try to set him up with a woman and then he brings he brings Nino to a dinner and they 
both Nino's parents and his parents have brought women because they know that they're both gay and they're like, we're just going to bring women and set them up and it'll all be fine. And it ends, turns into this big blow up situation. And, um, Nino and him end up breaking up and Nino ends up getting with the woman with the big hair. Everyone refers to her that way. They're like, Oh yeah. Okay. And I'm like, she looks great. Anyways, in, in this aftermath, which is the aftermath is half the movie, which is a structural thing that was weird to me, but yep. I'll get back to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Luke Kirby decides that he needs to make gay friends, but there's this joke earlier in the movie that he doesn't like the village and like, he doesn't like all those weird, crazy gay people that go to gay bars and hang out in the village and wear, you know, outrageous outfits. The self-hate is There's out of control. There's a lot of self-hate. And it's like the movie so definitely references it. it. And I yeah. feel like it's trying to wink about it. Like, obviously, this is not okay. But this is how young, you know, the writer is like, Galuccio's like, young me was like this. You know, I'm sure some people can relate. Um but uh, so he decides that he's going to make friends by working at this help slash suicide line, which what a strange I'm not saying you don't meet people volunteering. Sometimes you meet the coolest people in yeah. your life, but it is a very weird place to try to make friends when you're trying to help people not kill themselves. Well, yeah, and it, the thing about it is, is that he is not at peace enough with being gay to be any help to anyone Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because he's going there to embrace his identity. Right. So he's obviously not there yet. He doesn't even have, he doesn't have any gay friends. Like all he had was uh, Nino and now Nino is back in the closet. So um, <coughs> there's this scene. <laughs> they So they sit in a circle and it's basically like orientation and they have everybody say, you know, like, why do you want to work at Gay Helpline? And most of the people are like, yeah, I just want to help teens who felt feel how I used to feel and they feel alone and I want to let them know that it gets better and, and it's worth it. And one woman's like, yeah, I just, I think the power of of support, like, I'll, I'll get things back from this when I support, you know, young queer people. And then Luke Kirby is like... <laughs> Luke Kirby's like, oh my yeah, God. I. <laughs> oh my God, my Luke little Kirby's... sister is FaceTiming me. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> oh my God, hi. Um, I'm I'm doing uh, I'm doing a podcast. Uh, I got to go, but uh, hello. <laughs> I didn't want to not answer because oh my God, oh, so look at the babies. They're so cute. Oh man, hi. I'm gonna I'm gonna FaceTime you back later, okay? Okay. All right, love I'm you. Bye. Bye. Wow, that, <laughs> that was, was adorable. A, I, I actually feel like you should keep that in the podcast. Okay, yeah. I, that was just like <laughs> for a little, authenticity's sake. I don't know because I they're my they're my little sisters. Like if and I live in New York and they live in Georgia, so when they FaceTime me, everything stops. And I am saying 100. percent They are so cute. <laughs> oh my gosh, so uh, cute. Yes. So, so uh, yes. Yeah, so Luke Kirby is like Luke Kirby's like, well. Honestly, I don't like the bars, so I wanted to make friends, which would be fine enough if that's where he left it, but he doesn't. He's like, and so I thought this would be a cool place to meet people who aren't at the bars and like, you know, not effeminate gay people. Definitely not effeminate. I want them to stay away from me. <laughs> and it is like a funny scene. It's obvious that it's written to be making fun of him yeah, and not anyone else. So I thought that scene was really funny because he's like, 
total foot and mouth, just not getting it. And everybody else is kind of looking at him like, ooh, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of like stumbles into a romance with a gay man who is way more woke than he is, way, which is yeah. which is good. Yeah. <laughs> no influence in his life. And the other gay man is like very cute and he's very like, yeah, like you're not there yet, but it's okay. Like we all he's start very somewhere. Patient. Yeah. And he and he's like, it's okay. Just like just jump in. And like Luke Kirk Kirby oh is so bad on the phone. He like with the poor trans woman. Oh yeah, no, he's that like was a really he's very transphobic. He's, <laughs> he's transphobic. Transphobic. He's very transphobic. It also and just like when someone like he his it's like his whole sense of being is so Italian that he does not understand that the hyperbole that he can use with his loved ones is not something that he can use oh, with other people. Yeah, he's like <laughs> trying to give people shit when they're suicidal, which is like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Maybe if it was your best friend <laughs> and like that is actually a way they'd feel supported, but not outside of that. So he's like giving, there's one young boy that calls who looks like, he's such a baby. He looks like he's 13. Mm. He's basically like, I hate being in the closet. Um, it makes me feel smothered, um, but I'm afraid to come out because my parents are homophobic and they might be abusive. And it's like a very serious subject matter. And obviously the movie is like making this like kind of a funny montage of him, of Luke Kirby failing at the helpline. But this poor boy is just like, I don't know what to do. If I don't come out, I'm going to be feeling like suicidal. But if I come out, my parents might be abusive. And then Luke Kirby's just like, well, it sounds like you might die anyway. So just like come out. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, sounds like death might be a thing. And then and then the kid hangs up. I'm like, is that kid okay? He gets hung up on so many times, which like is a good thing because people people, know that he's people at least shit. respect themselves enough to not listen to him, which <laughs> gives me hope for them. Yeah. But yeah, he basically totally bombs and at the end of the day is like, I guess I'm not cut out for this. Like and, and then he says another thing where he's like, you know, Italians, we just talk and we don't listen, so I'm probably not that good at the act of listening. And uh the sweet the helpline guy is like, That's okay, you can learn. And he's like, I'd love to take you out and like teach you how to compassionately listen. And I'm oh, like, Ooh la la Okay. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Yeah, so good. Like, like this nice, sweet boy whose whose name, like, I don't even know who the actor is. Uh, I think it was Luke Hall. Oh no, 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 Tim Post. Tim Post. Uh, yeah, uh, Luke think? Hall is somebody that followed me on Twitter. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Tim Post. Yeah, yeah. There's so much. This is like an entire saga. Like this could, like I said, this could be a whole season of television. Like his journey towards like becoming more comfortable being gay and then dating and then kind of getting over Nino and talking to his parents and talking to his sister about how everything is not about her and it, nothing really gets resolved. Like it ends with them just like it, they accept him. Yeah. They accept him. And there's like a very like triumphant um, walk through the park, the little Italy park. And then there's like cakes. I will survive um, a cover that's coming over it, which is great. Love some cake in the early 2000s. I like, I do love that there's like another older <laughs> Italian couple and they're like gardening and, and, um, <laughs> It's During really the fight, like Luke Kirby is walking with his boyfriend, who's just like a white guy who's not Italian, um, through the garden, and they're like, Ugh. and and you you're expecting them to be homophobic, right? And they're like, ah, 
this is so shameful. Like, this is so embarrassing. Like, he could have had the decency to get with a nice Italian boy. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's, like, very cute. <laughs> no, that's, like, a great ending. Like, the like that last scene, you know, with the cake and the walking and, the and like, the couple. Like, that's, that is all great. And I kind of wish the movie was as focused and as tight as its ending. Yes. Because it, that's it the couldn't thing be is cleaned like, up so much. The writing, like, I actually genuinely feel like there's a lot of really funny jokes and there's a lot of heart. So it's not, it's, it's not like some of the movies that we watch where it's just like, this is horribly written or this person has a horrible perspective. It's more that the format is a little clunky for a movie. Um, and... And I do feel like it's very specific, which means that there's some of the humor that like I don't not that I don't get, but like like you said, it's not made for us. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and it so was I actually, feel a little weird critiquing something right. when I know I'm not the target audience and nor yeah. should I be. Um what were you gonna say? I mean, it's it's interesting. I like watching movies and kind of like learning more about culture so yeah i feel like there's me too yeah so it was like a really enjoyable in that sense where it was very charming yeah it was a very charming we're movie trying to, yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like it, it's weird because it's like not a good movie but there's like a lot of charm in it and I was looking for something that could be a good recommendation. And the first thing that popped up on my phone was a movie from last year called My Big Gay Italian Wedding. Wow, I did not know that exists and I need to watch that. Um, yeah, and it seems like it's got like an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes and an 83% on Google. So this is a movie and it's like streaming on Prime. And like, the thing is, is that this movie isn't bad. So like... I'm yeah. sure like like maybe this movie is better this uh my big gay Italian wedding is better, but like you're not really going to be it's in dire only straits. An hour and a half. Right. And it's, it's very really charming. Short. And I love Luke Kirby. I think he's a really great actor. He's I think, really funny in this. I think he's underrated. Um yeah, I mean it's a fun movie. I I'm not like don't watch it. It's my main issues are the structural things or the fact that some of the inside baseball jokes, um, people could uh, misinterpret but as like homophobic as homophobic when yeah. it's really like a meta commentary on homophobia, yeah. but also fuck that, you know, like you don't have to cater to the people who don't get it. That's fine. Yeah. Like, this is for a very specific audience and of that very specific audience, I'm sure is going to find something to relate to in it. I would assume so. Um, and you know, I you know, I didn't hate what like this is a, this is one that I thought that I did have feel a lot like of issues with. I did feel I like a troll because I literally was eating pizza while I watched this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I the as we said, the main things are that the structure doesn't feel for a movie; it feels for the stage or for a full season because there's so many characters, and in order for them to really be fleshed out in in a deeper way, they need more time. Like that so. sister could have her own movie, like a movie. It's like, oh, my brother came out as gay, and I'm making it all about me. Like that's. I like was a, actually that's thinking like a about comedy vehicle, like Blackish, and and then like the offshoots of Blackish, and like how this movie universe could have a similar kind of, um, like a kind kind of structure, you know, <laughs> yeah. where there's like the main show with a bunch of characters, and then there's the side shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this yeah. is definitely better than Little Italy. <laughs> 
oh, this is much better than Little Italy. Because here's the thing. Even with Nino going back in the closet and marrying this woman, and this woman, by the way, says some very classic, like, homophobic straight girl stuff where she's like, I can convert guys I could go to the village and there'd be no gay people and I'm like ew why would you do that like first of all that's not how things work second of all what is wrong with you yeah like, I'm not yeah like, I'm really not sure mind your own business she yeah we never really get a resolution with Nino it's just like basically like this is what he did um but even even so even with that his chemistry with Luke Kirby when they are together is better than a lot of the rom-com chemistry that we have, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I totally um, agree. Yeah, and which yeah. is which is why I was sad when they broke up, because I was just like, it would be great if it was just like a whole, like, you know, those kind of relationship movies where it's like, they're not going to break up, but it's just like, you know, dealing with whatever kind of issues that they I have. I know, I would have really preferred if it was actually just about their relationship and just about them coming out, them dealing with that, the the homophobia from their family, but also just like their own personal identities. Cause it's really right. an identity movie. Yeah. And I think that the play is very much like a, I feel like this play was a very cathartic thing for the screenwriter and that it was something where you could really tell that, that there are parts of this are true. And this is like kind of like the journey that he went on. And I think that that's all really great. And that's especially great for theater. But I think when making this a film, they should have to zoom in a little bit more. Yeah. Zoomed in a little bit more. Cause it was just like, it seems like, he was trying to cover all of the feelings about it. It was like, you know, uh, Transparent, which I know is the show that we don't talk about anymore, but Transparent is literally just about like, okay, a person in this family came out as trans. Here's how everybody's reacting. Here's how their dynamic changes. Here's what they do. Like, it kind of deserves that treatment. I agree. I yeah. agree. Um and the parents are very funny. I love the parents so yeah, much. They're like, so like, funny. Like a they have such a great rapport. And like, and like, you get little nuggets. Like Paul Servino's like, oh well, she hasn't touched me in like a week, and I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, I want this. I want I this. Love story. it. I'm I like, love it. Yeah. I love. Man, I love stories about just like people growing old together. Me it's too. Just so it cute. makes me melt. So yeah. Um. So yeah, no, yeah. This, I mean, you can totally give it a watch. Well, you can yeah. watch my big gay Italian wedding. You can watch both. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you can watch Repo the Genetic Opera. <laughs> yeah, we, you have options. You can see if there's any screenshotted archives of Italian Elon Musk. Like the the world is your oyster. Also, please tell us if there are more like <laughs> like Canadian Italian rom coms. <laughs> yeah, especially Canadian Italian gay rom coms. Yeah, please tell us more about like expand our universe i'm ready yeah no i would love that um so uh we like i feel like we have to be more um organized with the ending of the show where we should just like say all of the things like i agree like we have a live show we have a live show coming coming up. up we are in the brooklyn podcast festival very fun and we are going to do a live show about love actually is it january 23rd yeah it's january 23rd it's at union hall and it's at 10 p.m so we would love to see you there That'd yes, be fantastic. W- yes, we would. And, you know, we're going to have some more guests on hopefully next year. We're going to try to do a little bit more. 
hopefully we will finish How I Met Your Mother and move on to something more fun for the Patreon exclusives. We, yeah, we do want to. We've been batting around the idea of doing Sex in the City next. Yeah, you know, maybe Sex cleanse in the City ourselves would be yeah. so fun. Yes, and uh, our theme song is sung by Clutch Douglas, and you can find their music on Bandcamp. So, you know, get those streams up on Bandcamp fantastic seattle-based group um give them your love and obviously if you're listening to this you already know where you can find us um we always love a review on itunes you know please do. you don't give even have to write something review. you can just put some stars there some we star- love it we love stars you can uh, put an emoji or something we're whatever on spotify you feel. stitcher google play if we're not on the platform that you need please let us know my mom uh recently asked a bunch of questions about podcasts and our podcast so if you're listening, mom, I love you. Um, um, and uh, we are on Twitter at Bad Romance Pod, and it's actually an O. Instead, like for a while, it was a zero, and then we finally got the at. We finally we got the O. That, that is the come up that we deserve. Yes, <laughs> years um, of work, and we and got also, that O. We would love to be on a network. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just like putting it out there. We would love. Hey, we would love to do a live show in your city. If you know a sponsor that could fly us out. Oh, yeah. We'd um, love to travel. We would love to travel. We would love to we'd be love on the to, network. We'd we would love, love to, to do one in this. L.A. Yes, we'd love to go to L.A. Um, anywhere. So, you know, maybe you live halfway across the world, but you know a beer company that loves romantic comedies. I don't know. The world is big. Yeah. So we're just putting this out there. And next year, I'm going to be on um, Blank Check Pod, Griffin and with Griffin and David. So Love listen them. out for that. It should be coming out at around February. And I had a great time. Episode already recorded. We talked for like three hours. So yeah, I hope so that you enjoy. The love is in the air. You and know? I've been on some other podcasts. I've been on um, Sleezoid Pod. I've been on the Film Stage Podcast twice. So I'm all over the place. And if you would like me on your podcast, I would, you know, I would love that. Book Jordan. And also you can bring me up. Bring me on. Yeah. Bring me along. Please. Yeah. Bronwyn is so fun. Um, Yeah. We love you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Drink your water. Please do. All right. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. Back it up. Back it up. Let's dump this truck. Yeah. Back it up. Back it up. Uh, Yeah. Let's dump this truck. Secret spot.